Mamma mia, that's a spicy meatball. Finissimo, delizioso, bellissima. Do you want more pepper? Do you want more tadella? Do you want a vino? Ho, ho, ho. The world, uh, it hit your eye like a big pizza pie. Welcome to my Italian ristorante. Food, 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 manja, manja, manja. If you clicked play on this episode, then you know that we are going to be discussing the menu. My name is Juan, here with my foodie besties, Mark and Kevin, and we like movies. Say hello to the people, boys. Uh, hello. Hey, everybody. Great. Uh, the menu starts off as a group of 12 individuals, couples, friends, and coworkers, all aboard a yacht on the way to a private island that features the Hawthorne, the most exclusive restaurant in the world. Now, their $1,250 multi-course meal is curated and hosted by the highly regarded and famous gourmet chef, Julian Slowick, played by Ralph Fiennes. As we slowly familiarize ourselves with the guests, it starts to become painfully clear that Chef Julian has got quite the spicy dinner planned, which involves lots of blood, piercing wounds, splattered brains, and finger-filled doggy bags. Mm. We soon learn that almost every guest was placed there for a specific purpose, which is when we realize that perhaps revenge really might be a dish best served cold and as a freshly caught scallop on top of a rock from farm to grave. Directed by Mark Mylod, who you may not know, but who has been directing episodes of some of the best shows of the day. We're talking Game of Thrones, Succession, oh yeah, Shameless, oh my, and more. But whose best directorial credit is probably for Ali G in the house, Bomba Clot. And the, the film is written by Seth Reese and Will Tracy, who both have extensive experience in satire. The menu uh, stars Ralph Fiennes, Anna Taylor-Joy, and Nicholas Holt, as well as a notable cast of supporters. It released on November 18th, 2022, and was produced by Alien Works Productions and Hyper Object Industries. It is currently streaming on HBO Max and has a runtime of one hour and 47 minutes. Kevin, this was your pick. What were you thinking, and what are your initial thoughts? What the hell were you thinking? <laughs> um, I'm go with it. I don't know what you boys thought about it. All I can say is when it was over, I was like, what a wonderful movie. I love so much about this movie. Um, it was like a meal that kept giving, and I didn't want it to end. And that's my quick, uh, quick thoughts about it, and I'll... I'll Go into more detail later, but that's what I thought about it. I absolutely love this movie. 
What about wow. you, Mark? Okay, but wait, no, no, I'm passing the ball right back to you. You didn't <laughs> answer back. the other Give question. Why back. did you pick this movie? <laughs> oh, like, um, I had seen the trailers last year, and it, the trailer looked really good. And I was like, okay, I'm like, let's see it. I just, I then it came out on HBO Go, and I was, or HBO, and I was like, ooh, I really wanna, I really wanna see this movie. And that's it. Just I just saw the trailer, and it looked really good, and I was All not right. disappointed. So the trailer got you, okay? Got me. <clears throat> All right, so you're passing it back to me. Now, now I, I will pause it there. There you go. <laughs> uh, this was a. Uh, near perfect movie. I really enjoyed it. I, uh, I, I will be honest. The first time I watched it, I kind of just sat back and I was just like, what the hell did I just watch? Cause it just went off the end there. Um, so I watched it again knowing where it was going. And I was like, ah, I started to see all the things that I was missing. Cause there's nothing really hidden. It's all there for you. Um, but you know, if you're not quick like, or <laughs> if you're not quick uh, like me, you're you're not gonna catch it. So, watching it again, I saw all the things that I missed, and everything came together even better. Um, yeah, I I I really did enjoy this. Mm. Okay. Well, I expected that from Mark. Did not expect it from Kevin. Um, so I'm very surprised to hear him say how much he enjoyed the movie. Um, um, yeah, I guess this Here it is, comes. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm expecting to get dogged in this in this in this <laughs> episode. <laughs> but I will also say that after my initial thoughts here, um, it's going to be all about you guys because uh, I want to hear from you guys. And I do have uh, what I have more than thoughts and critiques is I thought it this movie really lends itself to like some really good questions that we can discuss. Mm -hmm. So that's a lot of what I have, which I'm going to be intrigued to hear from you guys. I can say that I did like this movie, but it also challenged me and I couldn't help, you know, I wish I could help myself, but I couldn't help myself thinking and thinking and thinking, what is this movie about? What is this movie saying? Because it's not just what's on the surface. This movie definitely challenges the viewer in the same way that the menu in the story challenges the guests to guess the theme, mm -hmm. a challenge of which we are informed you won't know until the end. It is a movie that is trying to say something, and it makes you feel as if your place in the world and or your guilt in the condition of the world is determined by if you get the movie or not. Um, my biggest problem is that ultimately it really felt like a very negative movie with a drastically pessimistic and fatalistic view of the world. And this is something that producer Adam McKay is really owning at this point as he produces and directs movie after movie from the other guys to the big short to don't look up to vice that are dressed as comedy, but are really trying to shed light on, you know, whatever it is, corruption, cr crime, injustice, you know, global warming, and so many things that Mr. McKay disapproves of, but is really 
underneath it kind of just saying like i hate people i hate systems i hate everything i'm ready to light myself on fire and hope the world burns with me it's like yeah i get it there's things that i don't like about the world either and yes a lot of that is called out in this film but ultimately i think that there are better venues for these messages than a medium that is meant to be first and foremost entertaining and then the other problem is that um, the alternative that this movie suggests, which is a world that's devoid of vanity, of deviousness and greed, and filled with only the purest of intentions and motives, is what? It's, it's a blissful socialist utopia of human perfection where there's no ego, no self-absorption, and it's all kumbaya, free love, and sponge cake. Well, that just ain't going to happen. And even if it did, what then would you make movies about, Mr. McKay? So those are my thoughts. So let me ask you, because it sounds like it's going to be the other way around. It sounds like we're going to be listening to you (laughs) and your questions, and we're going to be talking about those questions. So my first first question for you is, what do you think the movie, like, what do you think the message was? That's my first question, too. Oh, um, so you weren't sure what the message was? No, no, no. I there's there's different things that the movie's about. It's it's definitely high, like like so. One is like classism, right? So like everyone there was like an an elite type of person for some reason, and then there's a whole thing about him you know, the service industry, um, like serving individuals. But now those individuals have elevated to the point where like now you are kind of, you know, serving those people at, a, at an extreme level that's, you know, uh, at the level of perfection and unattainable. And now it's no longer about the enjoyment of what you started off doing. Now you're just feeding the beast, mm-hmm. right? So there's that aspect of it. Um yeah, so it's like uh, anti, in a way, it's it's anti, it's basically anti capitalism. Um, yeah, and it's also, no, but see, then, I think you're going too, too, too far into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I, well, and I think that's why, I mean, I feel like that's what the movie pulled me into. Yeah. But again, that's also why I'm like, I don't necessarily want to go into all that because I, I'm more curious, like, what you guys thought about it. So for me, because I, I can I can hear I can hear the gears churning in Kevin's head, so I'll go first. For me, <laughs> for me, um, no, I thought this was straight and simple. As this is a an artist who had a craft that he loved doing, and he realized that he kept pushing the bar because everyone was making him push the bar. That he had to keep getting better and better and better to strive for this perfection that doesn't exist. So what he went from being the guy that makes really good cheeseburgers to now he's charging $12.50 a head just for a menu that is just like whatever. Like, I mean, there's no love going into the food. So you have an artist who has realized that he's he's dead. He's done. And so he's hoping that with his last masterpiece, it'll it'll give him some form of like recognition so he decides that well who are the people that brought me to this point it's all these elitists all these people you have a couple that's been here 11 times i mean 11 times 1250 that's a lot of money you know 
you have celebrities, you have these probably hedge fund guys that, you know, these bro types that are in Wall Street, you know. So he's looking at them going, okay, you're the ones that caused my downfall. So I'm going to make sure that I pick uh, my 12 people and you're coming down with me. And that was it. Mm. I don't I don't think there was anything extra with it. I think we were supposed to see this artist for who he was and and we were supposed to side with him and understand why he's doing what he was doing. Yeah, but there's there's a lot of symbolism. I think that's what, you know, drives me beyond that. It's that mm-hmm. there's there's so much symbolism all over the movie that it's like that's not just there accidentally, you know. But quick moment here. <laughs> Um, <laughs> there's um I think it speaks a lot about how people enjoy things in life. How some people obsess about things to the point of ruining the experience for others and they don't care and how sometimes we can't enjoy it. like Nicholas Holt's character, Tyler, like mm-hmm. the whole time there, like he didn't he didn't care that people were being killed. He just cared about, oh, let me get the deeper experience of this bread with no bread. And he's like, Oh, I think it's so great because he's getting deeper into it. Yeah. And when I watched it, I was like Let's remove, like, you know, the food area about it. Let's take, like, if it was magic, like, he'd be the guy who's like, oh, I can tell you how this trick is done. And he's ruining it for everyone. I'm like, yo, dude, just shut up. We're just watching the magic trick. I don't even know how, you know, the sausage is made here, buddy. Um, and then, yeah, But he's but, so obsessed about it. That's yeah, why. Because he doesn't care about yeah. it. But let's take even movies, for instance, right? Like, not every movie, need, like, and again, I just watched it at first, and when I was, you know, rethinking about it at the end, I was like, oh, man, all these things were coming to me. And that's why I love it. I'm like, oh, there is there is some more there. Um, it's about movies, not like, Mark, you, you could take it and so we, we could just enjoy a movie for like, hey, just enjoy a movie for right now. Um, not everything has to be deconstructed towards other movies, but if that's the way you enjoy it, it's cool. You know what I mean? Um, there's people who who sometimes... And I think we talked about it before where sometimes it, it ruins your joy of movies because you get too too into it. Just enjoy the movie. Maybe it was symbolism. Maybe it wasn't. Um, if Juan picked it up like that, that's cool. That's the way you enjoyed movies. Um, I, I didn't get all that symbolism. I was just like, hey, this is just a movie. You know what I mean? But I did get a little bit deeper into it. So it's somewhere in between it. I don't know if it's making sense, the words I'm saying. The words are coming out of my mouth. It um, seems like you're just trying to play both sides. No, no, bro. no. Like, I, like I hear, I hear what you're saying, but like, it's like it's I like feel like a piece of meat and being able to enjoy the flavor, but I don't need to know what exact spices are being used on this meat. What part of the cow is this? Yeah, <laughs> but 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 the problem, I mean, the issue that I have with that is no, and I get well again a movie some of the other movies that again or i've been talking to you guys like i just watched john wick Mm -hmm. right and really enjoyed it like i don't need to dissect and deconstruct john wick like is but this movie is not filmed or written like john wick like there's you're supposed to you know think about you know what what this what the message is what the theme is what the movie is really saying so i don't think for like yeah i could i could just it was an enjoyable film it was a good film it was interesting the acting was good ralph finds did a great job you know um er- everything about it was good but what what was haunting was all right but what is 
you know, what is re- what is this trying to shine a light on? Because it definitely is. It's not like it's not a popcorn flick. So, like, for example, take um, Mark's what what Mark is saying is the point of the movie. I think that that it is that 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 definitely is there. But I think there are some things that happen in the movie that contradict that. Like, for example, if you're saying it's about this artist and, you know, kind of like his vendetta because he's um, resent resentful about what what has become of him and his industry. But that doesn't explain why the his protege, you know, went and blew his brains off. You know, that doesn't explain why um, he lied about that barrel, which was one of my questions. Like, what, what was, why was he doing that? Why did he lie about that barrel? You know, it doesn't explain like why those people, why, why they all had to die too. You know, like I could understand then him dying and even him taking out the, the guest, but why, why, why did all those people have to die too? Like the, his chefs and, and those people that were there to learn from him. So for me, I took that immediately because they're living there and chef does not, he doesn't live with them. He's in a separate area. And so I took that as this is a cult. This is a cult. They're so infatuated by this man. Uh They want to be around him. They will do anything to be a part of his staff. They will do anything that he asks. So it it had a cult-like vibe, you know? Yeah, And you could see that they didn't want to die. I mean, when that dude blew his brains out, he, he cried like he, what he was at that point where he was tearing up, but you could see it was an emotional moment for him. It wasn't easy to do, but he still did it because that's what the chef wanted. So I just, I took it as a cold like vibe. And then for the barrel, Elsa makes that very clearly that she makes that clear that, um, that he didn't ask for that barrel. He uh-huh. did that to see if Margot was an eater or a taker, and uh, or an eater or a giver, a taker. What was it? Eater, taker, giver. Yeah, giver or taker. Right. So he was testing her. That was all a test to see what she was going to do. Is she going to bring the barrel? Because even Elsa said, "You're not going to be my, my replacement." So she she saw that as, oh you know, this girl's being brought into this group now. And she even had to respond by saying, yes, chef. I took that as a hundred percent a test. Mm, okay. And, and also um, them killing themselves. Wasn't the chef's original idea. It was that other, that girl's idea. She's like, Oh, that was my idea by the way for the menu. Yeah. For everybody. Yeah. Well, see, but that's, yes, that is the case that it was her idea for everyone to kill themselves. But for, um, uh, for the mess, I forgot what his name was. Um, dude that pulled the trigger on himself. I mean, was that his idea or or not? You know, that's kind of left up in the air. But the other chef, or um, I guess they're not called chefs. Um, yeah, the, the sous other chef. sous chef. There we go. The other sous chef when they had that whole. <laughs> that was so funny like you have 45 seconds you have a head start it was just so bizarre um <laughs> but yeah was it it was Catherine. um she mentioned that uh, it was her idea when they were sitting with all the women eating the uh the course or appetizer mm-hmm. yeah 
So that's and that's what made me get those cult like vibes. Like, yeah, why why would you think that the best way to end this night is by everyone killing themselves, you included? You know, um. So, but that's kind of like drinking the Kool Aid. You know, oh yeah, I know it's gonna kill me, but hey, that's what they want us to do, and you drink it. So, it it was it was major cult like vibes for me for the. Yeah, and that actually was one of my que- my second question, which was, do you think the movie makes a stronger case against elitism or against cults? Yeah. I mean, the fact that at the end of the day, none of the elitists won. You have the girl who was turning tricks ended up the winner. Um, that's why I didn't get that vibe. Like, I didn't – none of them came out okay. Like, none of them got what they wanted. They couldn't buy their way out. They couldn't use their name, their status. Um, you know, they couldn't do any of that. They were done for. And then we have a chef who is, I mean, clearly the top notch in the world. He's got a, a freaking island where he does his restaurant deal. Like, you know, he's a big wig and he's willing to off himself off. You know, I just I didn't I didn't get as elitist at all because there was none of that that prevailed. You got a girl who's turning tricks eating a cheeseburger. <laughs> Yeah, but that's why it's a well. That's what I'm saying. Like it's it's anti elitism. Yeah, right? because well, I'm okay. I'm okay with anti elitism. <laughs> <laughs> but the but the but the cult thing I think is 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 definitely very very prevalent because oh, 100%. even at the end when the guests are in their s'more regalia and they're about to get lit up, like they like the one girl that was the assistant to the actor, she was like crying and like responding mm-hmm. to the chef. Like you know, was, like, yeah. Look like yeah. she was praying at one point. Yeah. Was, yeah. 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 <laughs> like they were bought in. Sorry. At, at that point. Yes. Chef. Uh, mm-hmm. at, at that point, I wanted a marshmallow shirt. I was like, so, all right. So good. for those who we're spoiling the movie for them, the, the grand finale is the s'more. And I thought it was hilarious. So every course, they they name all the ingredients. And for the <laughs> s'more, <laughs> the I wrote it down because I, I died. Marshmallow, chocolate, graham cracker, customer, staff, restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's incredible. Um, but yeah, so basically the, the final course of this uh, movie is the, the s'more. And the chef makes all the guests the the s'more by putting a uh, a beautiful shawl of marshmallows around them and a perfectly round uh, hit, fitting their head perfectly like a, a chocolate crown and um he sets off some fire and and then everyone goes down and it's a it's a shame that no one got to enjoy those s'mores yeah <laughs> And and the best part was that mom was passed out drunk in the background <laughs> at that scene. Yeah, she was out. She was like, "Boom!" With old hand on the bottle. Yeah, and and so that was a little weird to me because I I didn't understand the point of the mom. It sounded like he was doing things for her, like to help her, protect her. But then you burn her alive. Like I don't. So the whole mother thing was just weird, you know. I I guess he's got mommy issues, but I I couldn't understand that that point of the story. This is um, a theory that I found. Um, it's so so. Let me just make it very clear that it's not my theory. 
Oh, this is going to be good. This is a theory that I found, but I think it actually perfectly answers Mark's question and, yeah. and, and has a perfect explanation for it. And I think Mark's going to like it. It says this. The seven sins are covered by the six tables. <laughs> plus staff. Greed. Yeah. Greed are the um, the tech bros who mm-hmm. embezzled. Mm-hmm. Gluttony is Tyler, who's willing to die for food lust. Mm-hmm. Richard, who's a cheater. Uh, envy. George, who's a washed up name dropper. Pride. Mm-hmm. Lillian and Ted, who believe the dinner is just for them. Sloth. Uh, Sloth is Julian's mother who did nothing to stop her husband's abuse. Mm-hmm. And Wrath is Julian and the other chefs who murder everyone. Dang, that's so good. Yeah. If that's the case, like that's that that makes the movie even better. That's what I'm trying to tell you. That's a, <laughs> and Kevin does. Kevin wants me to just uh just just smell the flowers and and not and not think. Just phone it in, bro. Just phone it in. He doesn't want me to use my brain to think. I never said you could think. You don't have to dissect it to the point of, you know, it's no longer anything. You're like, oh, look at this. Like, just enjoy it. Think about it. Get a little bit into it. But you don't have to ruin the experience for you. Well, I hope you enjoyed Which was the point of the movie. Oh, my gosh. I hope you enjoyed that theory because that was one of my fun facts. (laughs) Oh, man. You should have saved it for fun facts. Now I'm not going to be able to do... No, but that's awesome, though, bro. You got a fun fact. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that um, was the case. But so, dude, that makes – wow. Yeah, see? I wasn't yeah. even looking at it like that. I was just like, all these people are scumbags. I'm all right with it. Yeah. So let's – let me... Wait wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> um, then, bring it all back, then, baby. Then why did – um what was her real name, Anna Taylor-Joy's? A- Aaron. 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 Why'd she get away there? Because apparently she, she was committing some sins herself right there. That's 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 a great question. Why did she get to survive? Apparently but, there was something pure about her. And also, I don't think what, that it was a pure. I want to say it was uh, it was ignorance because they kept asking, who are you? Who are you? Who are yeah. you? Because they didn't know that she was Aaron. Oh, at no, no point did they know she was Aaron. But it, OK, so it wasn't. You're right. Sorry. Let me back. It wasn't purity. It was. Because she was allowed into the, she got into the chef's house, right? Mm-hmm. And she saw the picture with the cheeseburger, which mm-hmm. she then used, right? But the trick that she did, that what was smart about her is that she said she only took a bite and then she said, I need to take the rest to go. Mm-hmm. And so her, like the whole thing about the menu or whatever is that the meal has to be completed. Mm-hmm. So because hers was to go, she couldn't finish it until she left. Right. So it wasn't so much that she was allowed to leave. It was so much that it was more that she just outwit, like she figured out how to outwit him. Yeah. Her eyes were bigger than her stomach. Yeah. Okay. And that's that explains the hesitation because he's just staring at her like. All right, I'll grab you a box. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I don't, is he going to let her go or what? But that explains it. Ooh, yeah. I like so, that. I like um, that. so, oh, all right. So let me back, let's back up real quick because um, we, we have got, we have gotten, yes, exactly. <laughs> Kevin, we started, yeah, we started so, at the end. Someone's doing your job for you. 
I don't have a backup. <laughs> All right, bro. And Mark, Mark's done it three weeks in a row now, and it's great every time he does. Hell yeah. <laughs> so um, the guests arrive in the island. They're kind of shown around. They're talking about how the food is made. They sit Which down. The for... island is lovely, by the way. Yeah. I mean, it, it looks like a wonderful island. To be uh, it's it's uh, in Georgia. It's in Georgia. Really? Um, yeah. We should go. It, so <laughs> we should. I'll beat you there. We should record live from there. Um. So. Our last yeah. Guys. So it's uh whatever it's a seven six or seven course meal or whatever and uh, so as they go through each meal there's a story behind each meal that that the chef shares you know for the first course and then the second course and and whatnot and so yeah things start to spiral out of control but what we were describing was that you know the final course then is that that s'mores in which the whole the whole building um is is lit into a ball of fire the but the monstrosity um, is lit yeah but did you i don't know if you guys um if you got to peruse you know the internet a little bit um you know searching for things about the menu but um mm-hmm. a big a big thing that kind of um blew everyone's mind was how delicious the cheeseburger looked <laughs> bro those onions when he when he put the onions on top and flipped it, I went, oh. <laughs> Dude, no. For me, it was when that little piece of cheese was hanging off, like, it directly burnt, on right? the grill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it was, like, on the yeah. grill. Yeah. And he flipped that up. Like, there was no cheese left behind. I was looking at that, like, dang. But, that's um, a good bite. Dude, the, the physicality. In that scene, it was the physicality of the performance that stole, that was like incredible to me because Ralph Fiennes, like his face, it 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 so told, cold. yeah, so the, cold. the whole movie, and then he just starts to curl his lip a little bit, you know, of the joy of cooking that burger and like his eyes, like it was it was incredible acting. I mean, his performance was was amazing in this film. It was, it was on another level. That's what my whole thing was right here. I'm like, dude, this guy's killing it. <laughs> when he put the plate down and then gave the cheeseburger two pumps to let that grease flow, I was like, <laughs> oh, damn. This boy knows what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> and even then, I could, I could see him giving like a very sly smile like, yo, your palate's about to get destroyed, my guy. Uh, did did you get flashbacks of uh, of playing uh, what's that game? <laughs> what oh, oh. No, the one with the four chefs. Oh, cook cook something. Oh yeah, overcooked. Overcooked. <laughs> That's pure chaos. This this dude was by himself cooking a burger. I got three people behind me burning the place down while I'm making a patty. No, 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 no overcooked. Dude, there. I have had that experience, by the way, of like going to a fancy diner, yeah, and you know not being accustomed to being at a fancy restaurant, mm-hmm. and then seeing it, seeing it. I love scallops, and being like, "Oh, baby, I'm gonna get those scallops," and then they just bring you like one. This yeah. is that is the exact reason yeah. I will never do fine dining because I think that is so stupid. But you know what he said that made me wow, that makes sense. He said that he portioned it out perfectly that you can't get full. And I was like, oh, so these SOBs are doing it on purpose. Okay, that makes sense now. 
But I think even in fine dining, you're not even supposed to, when they give you the little piece, you're not supposed to finish everything either. You're supposed to leave some behind? Yeah, Bro, because I'm giving them a the clean plate every time. Clean plate. I'm licking the sauce. It's going to look like it doesn't even need to go through the dishwash. <laughs> when, I went, when I went to one, I was like, I'm eating it. I don't care, man. <laughs> Cause yeah, bro, you gotta go to Taco Bell right after. What's the point? Yeah. I spent twelve fifty on a a bomb meal, but yo, that bean burrito hit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Listen, I won't terrible. ask for ketchup. I won't ask for ketchup with this meal, but I'm gonna eat it all. <laughs> but I'm gonna ask for more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I will never do fine dining for that reason. And this this movie was perfect, man. But that's I think that's why I also enjoyed it because. It, it pointed out why I don't like fine dining. Like, I don't want to sit and close my eyes and think about how the person who was birthed from their mother's vagina, he, they got the scallops from me. Like, I don't care about that. Like, I don't. I don't. Like, the, the flavor doesn't last that long anyways. Like, yeah. so I like, mm, good. And I'm good. Like, that's Dude, good. But- that main court, like the the main course, though, with the with the big bone marrow. Oh yeah, and, and also the chicken with the. That was Matt, Mike's mess, or not Mike? Oh, uh, what was oh called? man's folly. Matt's yeah. folly. Well, that was the bone marrow one, but the one before that, when he got stabbed in the leg, and then it was oh. the ch- the chicken man's thigh. Man's folly. Man's, man's folly. folly. Yeah. Dude, that looks so good. No, it was the mess. The guy that blew his brains out. That one looked like the best one with the bone marrow. Dude, no, that was like... that was not the mess. <laughs> yes, know. the bow marrow had the mess. Listen, they all look good, man. They all look good. A hundred percent. Oh, I'll look it up right now. No, no, I'll take your word for it. Um, but I do have another question. Yeah. So, why do you think Tyler killed himself? I, I think that's uh... what the chef told him to do in his ear. So he was all he was already in the cult. Well, yeah, because well, he knew he was gonna die. Yeah, he was dressed down and embarrassed because he knew all the secrets about food to ruin it for everyone, but he didn't know how to do it himself. So yeah. that's why he put him on the spot. And and what he made did not look good. I look like crap. And then that's why I, I think the chef just whispered in his ear, just oh, listen, you, it's crap. You need to go kill yourself. And I think that's why he went and hung himself. Because he was like, oh, I'm here, and I just embarrassed myself in front of this guy. I don't deserve to live. Hmm. Yeah, I guess I guess maybe I just thought there might have been more to it, but yeah, it seems seems pretty accurate. It's pretty on point. Yeah, probably said, I'm not going to give no. you any more food. That's it. You're done. I was wrong. The mess is pressure-cooked beef, bone broth, heirloom carrots, and potatoes. Rip Jeremy Locks. Lo- yeah, Lokes Locks. Yeah, so I was wrong. So it is. It is that one. Man's folly is the bone bro, the bone marrow. Yeah, but which one was the chicken thigh then? Oh, that was, um, a- that was memory. Chicken memory. thighs, al pastor, smoked pineapple, salsa, tortillas. Oh, those are the tacos. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He stabbed, he stabbed his dad. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah, something about the. Oh, yeah, because it was Taco Tuesday. <laughs> Go Tuesday, <laughs> dude. How about that? How about that poor guy, the fallen angel? Poor guy. 
Huh? Was it Doug Varick? Yes, Doug Varick. <laughs> I mean, just what a way to go, man. Everybody just watching you slowly fall into the ocean and drown. <laughs> Everyone quiet. Listen. Yeah. <laughs> Listen for the Sorry. silence. <laughs> yeah. But see, at that point, he said it. The reason he's doing that is because this guy owns him. Like, this is not his belongs to Doug Varick. So that's why Doug's gotta go. So when he said that, I was like, Yeah, Doug's gotta go, man. If that if you you um and he also he asked for substitutions, bro. No substitutions. No substitutions. That's a big reason why I never asked for substitutions at restaurants. Because I always picture the chef at the back going, no, they can't get that. No, they're on the menu. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Bro, sorry. That's, that's what you picture? I don't do substitutions because I picture. <laughs> no. <laughs> all right, listen. In all the restaurants that I've worked in, that is not something that happens. You You would have to be like the scum of the earth for you to get your food spit in like you you'd have to be doing something really obnoxious like bad like dude you're just you're a terrible person all right i I have heard of pull out the nut sacks we're gonna rub some we're gonna rub some on these buns here i've I've witnessed that i've witnessed it happen (laughs) what restaurant were you working at he worked at he worked at a couple yeah. Which one? Where did you see that happen? I need to avoid that one. No, it wasn't. A, it was in catering. <laughs> what? But see, no, 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 no. At that point, they were pushed to that moment. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't at a at a customer. Actually, it was like at a boss. It was to a boss. See, I uh, you were pushed to that limit. That boss <laughs> Wait, hold on. something that one. made it cross your head. One, one. Yeah. Did you witness it happen, or do you? Were you? Did you participate in it? Oh no, no, I did he not. Was the one that was holding the the, the bun. He no, no, no. I would he never. The, do or that. you were the lookout. No, I, I have. A, I have a thing with food, bro. I have a. I have a thing with food. I don't like people playing with my food and i don't play with people's food i would never do that to someone but i don't i don't i don't remember if i if i saw it or if i just um was told about it i I don't remember clearly but it was it was a soup it was a soup that got uh a little extra ingredient (laughs) yeah see that i i really feel like that only happens because the the person who's delivering that mess been pushed to the edge and yeah. I'm going forward <laughs> or I'm doing this and I'm going to yeah. do this and feel better um, so now Lillian Bloom the critic um, that Ted that's supposed to be her husband did you know that no nah, it's supposed to be her editor no it says well, I'm reading something it says well, uh, you're reading wrong oh, all right it is <laughs> editor right oh, I don't what? know what I'm reading them could it be her husband? I don't know what about. But I thought it was her editor. Because he said, even at the end, we were dipping. paying for their about a burn. He's like, no, yeah. no, it's on the magazine. Yeah, I, I read that. Or not read that. Well, I read that because I had some kind of love, but I saw that. <laughs> editor. Okay, so this person who I'm looking at. Um, also, um, leave a comment that that guy stopped um, watching the movie. The, the um the 
the Asian the Asian chef, I believe her name is Hong Chow in real life. Um the, but the one she was kind of like the hostess of Elsa, the night. The one played Elsa. Yeah. Um you recognize her from anything, Mark? Do you recognize her from anything? I want to say she did. She did look familiar, but um no, off the top of my yeah, head, no. Okay. I kept trying to figure it out the whole time. I was like, I know her from something. I know her from something. She's from Watchmen, the show on HBO. Uh, she was like the bad guy. I don't think I got far into Watchmen. No, yeah, I didn't get that far into what? Watchmen. What? Oh, I think I, that's yeah, I an amazing. I saw the first episode. I was like, man, this is really good. And then, yeah. Dude, <laughs> I got to watch it. It was so good. It's really good. <laughs> um. All right, Kevin. What She's else you got whale, for us, apparently. man? You, you love. Oh yeah, you love this movie, Kevin. Come on, rave. Dude, those uh, those tortillas, snitches. Yeah, <laughs> those are the biggest snitching tortillas I've ever seen in my life, man. They were. You thick, know, I will say that. Yeah, the tacos were looked like the most appetizing meal because when uh, uh, Tyler bit into that taco, I oh. didn't that. I could just tell the tortilla was like soft because the way it broke up when he bit, and I was like, "Dang, that looks like a good taco." That looked very. Like I, good I like taco. a I like a very thin tortilla. You I like, like a corn? very thin. Yep. Mm, yeah, the street yeah. tacos, right? Yep, street tacos. Where you bite and then it breaks, and you're like, "Up, oh, gotta scoop it all up with my hands now." Mm-hmm. The best. What else? Um. There was another part where I don't know um, that got me was when oh, what was it move move aside or something about his hand and they're like oh which hand and they took his finger off yeah because uh, he was like I'm gonna handle this oh and yeah I was that's like what it was. oh so what hand are you gonna handle this with <laughs> he's like what she's like all right left finger but obviously that was on purpose because you know he's a cheater and a liar but. I, I laughed at one point when um, when Doug Varick is dipped into the ocean. We have Chef <laughs> start quoting, and they look at each other and go, did you quote Luther King? <laughs> They're oh, like, yes. yep. <laughs> I died. I'm like, man, this guy really is. But see, I that's just how artists are. They're just so like involved and indulged in their They can only see one thing. Like, how can I be perfect? Uh, it doesn't matter what they're doing. This needs to be perfect. So I thought that was – there was a lot of one-liners that made me laugh and, and chuckle. Um, well, the, the best that. one was the with, was when they brought out the birthday cake and they were genuinely singing that guy happy birthday. <laughs> he told me it was my birthday. He's like, yeah, man, I, it, it seemed really funny three years ago. <laughs> Thanks, man. No, another part that made me laugh was when he asked, hey – he comes oh, yeah. in the night. He's like, <laughs> payment for this night, and they all paid. I was dying. I'm like, yo, you have to pay for your death. That doesn't make sense. Uh, yeah. The the line that made me laugh out loud was when John Leguizamo told his assistant, like, oh, I I gave a negative uh, recommendation to Sony. She goes, I know you cc'd me in the email. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I just laughed out loud. That's that's such a dick move. All right. Oh, How many? I'm I'm gonna give you guys a a, a bonus fun fact. All right, because Kevin stole one, right? That 
Another one. A bonus, bonus. I mean, I have a, I haven't gotten to my official fun fact segment mm. yet. Oh, but uh, this is this like one, the lightning round. Yeah, this one's not. I didn't actually include this one, but uh, since, uh, since there's not a lot of content going on, I figured it's a good time to add it. Um, my so, cold, bro. I don't know what you talk about. John Leguizamo. Um, who played the actor? Um, he uh, played the movie star. The movie star, correct. Uh, the outdated uh, has been movie star. Mm-hmm. Dude, this guy in real life has a very, very passionate and personal vendetta against Steven Seagal. Um, really? Yeah, he's talked because about of exe- it because of executive decision. Because of the movie Executive Decision. Yeah, he's talked about it on talk shows. Um, he's done, like, uh, one-man shows, you know, where so he, he was all that smoke. He's, <laughs> he's, you know, and some details he's given directly. Some details he, like, talks about it ominous, you know, like, anonymously. And yeah. But everybody knows he's talking about Steven Seagal. So <laughs> his character, he based it off of Steven Seagal. That <laughs> is incredible, dude. It's it's it is so petty. It's petty, but I know about going how fake he is. I'm like, eh, I'm okay. Dude, the exec- executive decision was like 1995. Wait, have you have you seen executive decision? No, I saw it in theaters in '95. Yeah. I have not forgiven Steven <laughs> Seagal. Right. I've never. I he takes, top, he takes top billing with I forgot who else is in it. That man's uh, in that movie for like seven minutes, and then John Zamo's in it for the rest of it, and isn't even bit, like even on the poster. So. Oh my gosh! But it's There's, been almost thirty years of this of this of this dude. He's just got to let it go, man. He, he's got Colombian in him. We don't let it go. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Hard to kill. I was like, I've only seen one Steven Seagal movie from beginning to end. And that was hard to kill. That was well, pretty good. You never seen uh, Under Siege? No, or two. Apparently, <laughs> like, apparently, yeah. Not only was Steven Seagal like you know a diva and a jerk, as his reputation uh, states, mm-hmm. but also I guess he like struck John Leguizamo accidentally during a scene and didn't apologize. Mm. Very didn't. interesting. Yeah. So. Yeah, actually, Kurt Russell is like the top build actor for That's executive Kurt decision. That's the other one. <laughs> <laughs> it goes Kurt Russell, then Steven Seagal, then John Leguizamo. But I guess uh, I, it's safe to say Steven Seagal's bag, huh? So, uh, yeah, I think so. Probably. I mean, he was he was pretty huge at that time. Still. Yeah. Listen, listen. If John Leguizamo ever hears this. My friend, you stay salty and you, you hold on to it. <laughs> yeah, I'm again, I'm okay with it. Knowing who Steven Seagal is, I'm cool with it. I've never seen it though, so you're saying I should avoid it altogether, 100. percent No, no, it, it's it's not it's not bad. But if you if, if you expect to see Steven Seagal, like spoiler, nah, he nah. dies in the very beginning of the movie. <laughs> really? Know, yeah, he's he's credited on the top that top <laughs> building. I think he pushed John Lazamo's name down, like in a little thing. And he literally dies at the very beginning of that operation that they're doing. 
Yeah, it's something like um, they're trying to get onto this plane that's oh, flying. Let me read this to you. So, wait, he dies fairly early in the movie? Right? Yes. Yeah. All right, so when terrorists hijack a plane traveling from Greece to Washington, D.C., U.S. Army Specialist David Grant, Kurt Russell, and Lieutenant Colonel Austin Travis, Steven Seagal, join forces to bring the plane to safety. Like, he's in the first sentence, bro. Dude, when they're boarding the plane, and that's when, the, like, the, in the beginning, when the, the moves kick, he dies on that boarding. Yeah, in the transfer. Yeah. You don't even make the plane? That doesn't no. make the plane. No. Yeah, I'd be salty, too. Movie, uh... 122 million at the box office in 1996. That's basically like billionaire money at the time, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I would be salty too. Well, but you could also argue that it made that money because of Steven Seagal on the bill. Yo, but I mean, that stack, bro. You got Kurt Russell, John Logazamo, you got uh, Holly Berry, uh, Oliver Platt. Well, Oliver Platt at the time wasn't a big name, but. But he, was, he was coming up at the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Coming up, bro. Uh, yeah. Joe Morton. Joe Morton's another one. He's the he's the um, the token black guy in most movies, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> he's still there. Look. Yeah. Let's bring it back. Now, I, I don't I don't I don't blame him for that. <laughs> I don't. Well, I mean, if if you're saying that we're not giving any content, I guess it's time to give the ratings before. Wait, wait. On us. Oh, wait. Kevin's got some. He's holding. Yeah. It no. Um. And just like in everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once. Mm-hmm. With I, I can't ever remember his name, so I call him Short Round. It was really great to see Judith Light. Uh, yeah. That. Yeah, I was uh, surprised to see her. I don't know if many of y'all. I was gonna say I don't know if y'all even gonna know who she was. But I was like, "Hey, this I, is really great." I didn't know her her real name, but I knew who she was. Um, she, Angela from Huh? Who's the boss? Angela from Who's the Boss? Right, 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 right. Oh, that's her. Yeah, yeah. Oh, two. She was. You don't remember? <laughs> I was like, she was. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, I was- again. Are you talking about the same person? <laughs> yeah, the white about... lady. The, the white from Who's the guy. Boss? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She might well, anyway. I, I, I didn't. I mean, he, I've seen a lot. They think Boom wasn't as enjoyable as this movie. Well, yeah, that's right. It wasn't. No, <laughs> so I, I'm either. just really. I'm... So, like, I'll see a face, and I'm like, oh, I know that person, but I not. I might not remember the name, but I remember you. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm ready to start my fun facts. Oh, okay. Hold on. Where? Um, oh boy, this guy fell asleep over here. No, I hit the wrong button. Fun fact time. Hey, that's very fun music. Um, you don't sound fun though. So, <laughs> you need okay, to you, you can cut it off now. Thanks. Yeah. Oh, I was I thought you were gonna talk the whole time over it. That'd no. be fun. <laughs> that so, would be great. I would have just kept playing it. <laughs> um the at one point the 
the food critic, she she mentions this, but then it comes up again. So one of the a newspaper article in the chef's room shows that he once worked at a restaurant called Tantalus. Mm-hmm. If you are not that, um, if you're not up on your Greek mythology, then you might not know that Tantalus is the name of a character who invited the gods to his home for dinner. But he tricked them into eating a stew made from the meat of his whom he had murdered and dismembered in order to test their omniscience. When the gods realized what he had done, they cursed Tantalus to stand in a shallow pool of water under a fruit tree. Anytime he would raise his hand for the fruit, the tree's branches would rise beyond his reach. And anytime he would bend down to drink the water, to drink, the water would recede. Much in the same way, the, shir- the chef has served the elite or the gods and sacrificed his dream. They say that he sacrificed his son, but I, I don't think that was um, explicit. And now all food and drink is meaningless to him, they say. Um, he did, I think in one of those pictures, like they did show that he had a lady or something at some point, right? Or did he mention that? Yeah, it looked like he had a wife and kid. At least that's how I took it. Oh, a kid too? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't remember it too well. But see, that that also kind of made me think, oh, maybe that's why he's going off the deep end. Maybe he lost them. Sure. Because of his craft, you know? Because, you know, working in a restaurant, like, you're – I mean, that's your life, man, 24-7. There's no yeah. – if the restaurant's open, you're there, so. You want to be the best? It, he even said it. The one Sunday he had off, he went and saw, <laughs> he saw that movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mark, you and I have that e- extremely valuable life experience. Some call it a rite of passage of still in it. Wor- still working in, it, baby. in the food industry. I'm Kevin, Kevin has never had to do yeah. that. Bless your heart. I hope you never have to experience it. Because seeing seeing people on the other end when they just want food, like I've never seen that side of nasty before, bro. Until that that hanger hits. <laughs> but you just people are angry. I'm like, yo, this is just food, bro. Calm down. Your life is still going on. Like it, there's nothing for you to be that angry and upset about. But <sighs> it's crazy. It's crazy. But anyway, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I hope you never experienced that, bro. But, but I, I, I say that to share that I, I have a, a huge, um, I, I, I would not call myself a foodie, mm-hmm. but uh, because I, I'm not at that level, um, I just enjoy any food and I enjoy gorging and and things that are delicious. But, but I do definitely um, subscribe to, and I think. Anthony Bourdain is to blame for this because I'm a huge Anthony Bourdain fan. Mm -hmm. Was so sad when he killed himself. Still watches shows. Own Kitchen Confidential. So he definitely was one of the individuals that just turned me on to just the romanticizing, you know, the food industry. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, and, and then actually having done it, I mean, for so long, um, in, in catering, um, that it just, uh, 
yeah, it's just a, a fun place with fun characters and high energy, um, sweating, ru- running around like a madman sometimes, but but just that energy and and then uh, yeah, so it's definitely a cool thing. So I I, I definitely appreciated that in yeah. this movie of just highlighting that, you know, even if it was highlighting, you know, probably a dining experience that I'll never really experience at that level. And I'm totally okay with that. Cause again, I, I want a steak. I don't want a little mm-hmm. piece of scallop on a rock. <laughs> um, but still, man, I appreciate the work that chefs do. And uh, I, I, I have not watched the show chef's table, but I, I did watch, uh, uh, a few other ones that I really enjoy. You seen Chopped? I watched Chopped. Yeah, I like Chopped. Chopped, Chopped. Um, salt, salt, fat, acid, heat is. Mm, uh, I've heard about that. Is a good one. That that's a really good one. And then I forget the name of one. It's an it's an Asian guy who uh, has a food show on on Netflix. That's pretty good too. David, David, I forget what his name is. Oh, I know who you're talking about. But I want yeah. to say Chang, but I could be wrong. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say too. One, <laughs> um, did you thing. did you read that um, they brought in the director for um, I think Chef's Table to film some of yes. the food scenes? They filmed, oh, yeah, he was the uh, nice. sec- he was the second unit director, and um, one of the so and the sh- they they had a chef who actually did like actually did the dishes. Um, she is I forget her name but she's a she's the only she's French but she's the only female chef in the United States that has a three Michelin star uh, that she's a three Michelin star uh, chef nice yeah I mean all all the food looked nice I, and I then yeah like the the s'more dish mm-hmm. at the end you know how like they like poured um, like the cocoa and like <laughs> yeah, how, how it was all beautiful. Like, that's actually a replica of an actual dish uh, from another fine chef's restaurant where like he does that on the table. Like oh. the, the last dessert, they, they lay it out on the table like that. Like and it, it looks almost identical to how he does it. And then you just scoop it up. Think... Yeah, like there's, there's, there's like something hard. Like, I don't know if it's like, marshmallow paste or something that's like hardened and then he like breaks it and opens up mm. something like that um but uh another that is fun, awesome that, yeah. that one is fun last fun fact is that elsa this, this one you guys might have caught on to but elsa mentions early on that the chefs never intentionally burn anything unless it's needed for the menu to make delicious and the film ends with everyone on hawthorne island being burned to death as the conclusion of the titular menu so they all tasted delicious i mean they look delicious with all those marshmallows and that chocolate crown yeah once that once that chocolate started melting off the side of their their face (laughs) when lillian had to close her eyes because the chocolate was melting over it uh yeah that was pretty good yeah Um, all right, rating time. All right. Kevin, you good? You ready? You got any more? Yeah. What, what? We we going we going one one through five, right? That's what we're going. There That's we what go. you wanted. Yeah, I know. I'm saying. You know, oh. but do you? I do now. I remember now. <laughs> you know. Okay. All right. I remember. I was gonna. I was gonna. 
You want you want like, to remind uh, everybody what we're doing? Uh, remind yourself. We, we, by the way, I reheard the first episode of the season, and I actually state how we do it, and then I messed it up anyway. Correct. I was, I was like, Correct. awesome. That's so awesome. Of me. Correct. <laughs> we rate one through five on a scale of one through five little cherries. One, of course, being the worst. Five being the best. And we haven't dished I'll, out a five yet. Well, not even close. Well, I don't think we've dished out a four. No. Yeah, you're right. No. Correct. We we would have had I remembered, but anyway. But uh, that 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 gentleman is about to change. Oh, to all right. All right. Um, this movie. You don't have any review mu- music. Uh, I don't actually. Oh <laughs> boy. Never mind. Continue. Sorry, I threw, I threw you off. I did. Now I'm looking for. Now I'm looking for music. That's me. It's all messed up. All right. Um, Continue. You're good. <laughs> um, this movie turns uh, still looking. <laughs> food onto art. No, I'm I'm looking at my notes now. Actually. Oh, got you, got you. This movie uh turns food into art. Again, as I said in my opening, it made me want more. Um, even though it was like the ninth gate of Hell's Kitchen. Um, it just upped every ante, and I honestly didn't know how it was going to end, which to me is always a, a fun experience in a movie when you can't predict it. And this season, we've had a little bit of predict uh, predictable ones, but I am I am going to give this one. I will I will give it a five. I want to watch it multiple times, and so I am giving it a, a good five for me. Hot dog! Wow. Yes, wow. yes. Talk about missed opportunities. You should have said it made you want s'more. <laughs> you know what? And Bro, you also, gotta hire this guy to write your notes, man. Also, wait, wait, wait are we reviewing uh, movies? Or are we reviewing my review of the movie? For someone, for for all of its unpredictability, they kept telling you everyone's gonna die. Everyone's gonna oh, die. No, they kept saying that. You're like, okay, it's uh, how many people are getting out? I didn't think everyone's gonna die. Okay. Five out of five. Even Great though they job. said it multiple times, you didn't think everyone was gonna die. No, and everyone didn't die, by the way. So just so wow. Well, yeah, I mean, one person. Well, not, oh wow, well, but that's not everyone. <clears> but but he did offer that from the beginning, so that should have been in the back of your head that maybe this person is gonna get out. Yeah, but at that part, like I, I thought they were gonna, other people were gonna get out. I thought a whole bunch of things going on, but I was pleasantly surprised. All right, I'll stop reviewing your review. Your Thank review, you. my bad. Five great success. Yeah, that is very true. Um, I'm not rating it as high as Kevin, but I will be giving this a four out of five little Jerry's. Um, my biggest gripe is that I don't really understand the cults. <laughs> like I don't, I don't see how you could follow someone to death. That's just you know, like hey, I'm their person, so you should follow me and kill yourself. Anyways, um, so yeah, I just the thing didn't just roll with me well enough but um outside of the ending and everyone dying i did enjoy it i thought that it was uh yeah i I thought it was pretty straightforward we're watching a an artist who realizes that they've off the map and now they need to do their one big hurrah and uh figure why not take out some stains in the world and uh, yeah, it was it was enjoyable. I I do plan on seeing it again. I have seen it a couple times now. Um, I I would watch this again and recommend it. 
All right. Pretty high mark so far. Um, oh, it's not, not going to be. You got that want, want ready? <laughs> no. Not going to be. Not going to be that high for me, but uh, again, I don't, I didn't hate it, and I thought there was a lot to like about it. Um, ultimately, it comes down to me to what I believe is just um, a very dark, negative, and pessimistic view of the world that um, just t- took away some of that enjoyment for me. Um, so I wish it was not as heavy-handed um, as I feel that it was with some of that stuff, because what what was on the surface was definitely um, really fun. Like if it was the same exact movie, but the chef was just a crazy psychopath, you know, that just like wanted to kill people like that would have been fun and light and enjoyable. But an actual horror movie. <laughs> right. But instead, because it's satire and it's making a statement, you know, whether they fully believe it and or not, it, or, or they're just, you know, trying to be clever and interesting and poignant. Um, it just, uh, again, it just took away the enjoyment for me. So um, I, I, I probably won't watch it again, but I, but I didn't hate the experience of watching it. It was just more of the, um, the 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 thinking that it led me to uh, uncovering some of that stuff uh, underneath the surface. So for me, it is just a two out of five. The suspense, bro. Die. You had me sitting at the edge of my. Yeah. There it is. I said it's gonna be a one, two, or three. That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> I I thought it was gonna be a three because he said he enjoyed it. I did. did you it, say it was... you'd watch it again? No. Nah, watch it again. No, nah, prob- no, nah, I won't watch it again. Like I Um, have my finger on both the three and the two button. Fair enough. Fair enough. This is one of those movies that it really is in everyone's cup of tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though it was good, I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't a waste of time. I didn't hate it, but yeah, no, it was shot very. I mean, I think uh, the restaurant very nice. Uh, The island itself was gorgeous. I mean, I wish I could have saw more. The fact that they had everything. You know, every ingredient you can think of was on that island. I mean, that's impressive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's why that. That's why that it costs so much to eat. Right, them. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not only funding for these people to live here, but all the animals. Um. So before we we close, I this is a little bit of bonus content, I would say, but um, uh, Kevin, the um Oscar nominations were released this week and so i'd like to give you um a minute or two for kevin's oscar spotlight and what are your thoughts on the nominations oh wow was not prepared but okay (laughs) (laughs) hold up what are we talking about what it was mentioned um i i think there was some some good nominations there were some obvious snubs that I talked to you about. I feel like this is going to make me rant on the fact that RRR was not nominated for Best Sports <laughs> or Best Picture, um, which angers me. Also, I feel, I told Juan, foreign film, Best Foreign Film is already a lock because one of those is nominated for Best Picture. And if you're nominated for Best Picture and for Best Foreign Film, you should be the best of the bunch. Um, other than that, like I said, I thought there were some, some good performances got nominated um austin butler for elvis and colin farrell for the banshees of inishirin and i i don't know i think i told juan i i I really am angry that about rrr even though it got nominated for best uh, song 
So I don't know if I'm going to watch it. Uh, it's also a lot of time to dedicate to watching a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> and I got little kids. So, um, yeah, I'm like, I think I think some good movies that we saw that we liked were nominated and Tom Cruise wasn't, which was eh, kind of a kind of a letdown because he should have been. And yeah, that's about it. That, that's that's my Oscar spotlight, people. Uh, good. Well done. Well, that was a sporadic segment uh, that I like to call uh, a sporadic segment. Um, Nailed it. I would say uh, just to add to that, I'm not as angered about our 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 being uh, not being nominated as I am angered about Avatar: The Way of Water being nominated for Best Picture. Um, wow, I really? Just, yeah, yeah. I, I just see that as a spit in the face of uh, of cinema, and I'm sure that somewhere, uh, uh, Quentin Tarantino is preparing his typewriter. No, <laughs> Martin just, Scorsese, so, bro. Martin Scorsese. He's the one so, that hates anything. So that's not Juan, like a real movie. Juan, why don't you tell the people how much you hated it when you saw Avatar Two? <laughs> bro, oh, it's you, bad. That one. No, I haven't seen no, it. I just, it's, I just hate the movie he's never seen. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, it honestly looks like the first movie with just different characters. Instead of them experiencing humans, they're now experiencing these underwater people or whatever. Yeah. Everyone who's seen it that I've spoken to has loved it. I'm just going to let y'all know. Okay. Well, every everyone's loving it because of how beautiful it is and how gorgeous it's it, it's to look at, and how pretty. It is. And, but yeah. I mean, yeah, that that, I mean, you know, beauty fade, bro, beauty fade. Like if you look at the first Avatar now, ah, oh, no, it still holds up. Never mind. No, it's really good. <laughs> yeah, it still looks good. <laughs> it still looks good, but like it's not a for me to go, you know, I really want to watch Avatar again because it looks so good. Like the story is good. Like it's Ferngirly 2.0. Like I get it. You know, I'm it's 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 not horrible for what it was. I think I've seen it like two or three times, but I'm I'm good. I'm good with never seeing that again. So I feel like this is Avatar 2 is is I'm, literally the same movie. I'm just saying let's archive this so that in 12 years when Juan accidentally watches Avatar 2 and says, dude, it was such a good movie. I don't know why we did it. I'm just going to be like, you hated something you didn't see. If you watch it and hate it, okay. He's going to wait till it comes to streaming. Make that his pick. You can hate something on principle. Oh, yeah. 100%. You could, but what principle? I hate Steven Seagal. And okay. Spike. At least you do that. But you just, you're hating Avatar 2 because it ruins cinema. cinema. But you don't know that it's ruined cinema. It's principle and spite. Mm. <laughs> Spike, you're Colombian, so I'll accept SP, that. Baby, S and P. I am principal. But uh, I will also just say I'll be rooting for. Not that I really ultimately care all that much anymore about those award shows, but I hope Banshees wins everything. Well, you know it's not going to win everything. No, you have to understand. Yeah, yeah, but I hope it wins. All right, fair enough. Certainly hope it wins more than the whale. Yeah, the whale. I mean, if you give uh, what's his name? I can't. I'm drawing a blank. Brendan Fraser. Yeah, if you want to give him an award for best actor, go for it. But outside of that, the story is too bizarre. I'm just like, yeah, I, I, I'm good. 
Yeah, it's too bizarre. Bizarre is a good word for it. I mean, it's staring at Yeah. Well, anyways, it's been a pleasure. All right, gents. Love you. Love you guys. (laughs) 